This week in the parish of bourses and market structure, European Union sees sense over CCP, no pulling up the euro-clearing drawbridge for some time to come. Analysts demonstrate their innate lack of ability over TPI cap, while Beijing Stock Exchange launches with a billion-dollar debut day. And CBOE, they're tweaking their global equity strategy with the addition of Equitas Neo in Canada. Another good niche purchase. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, Episode 121. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure. All the analysis of the week's many events and happenings can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. TPI Cap Group have received a consensus recommendation of buy from analysts. That is, of course, after a year where the stock price has assiduously worked its way into the toilet, surpassing even the rights issue price of £1.40, admittedly to the south side, as this podcast was being recorded. If ever there was proof needed of the paucity of analytical ability, this is it. True, a big issue is the way actual ratings are as insightful as male-calibrated prophylactic sizing, and the absence of a flea rating has, I feel, long amounted to a hole in the analyst's armoury. In other TPI cap news, various insiders have been vying fairly trivial amounts of stock. Mark Hemsley has already seen his £22,000 purchase on September 8th erode over 15%, for example. Along with other purchases, it seems like a case of the rats not so much abandoning the sinking ship as flinging a bit of change into the kitty in the hope people think they believe in the mission. On the other hand, one could also think about it this way. £22,000, that's the sort of thing a major league tullet broker expects to pay for lunch with a few of his key clients. Dubai's IPO gambit, pushing a lot more content towards the markets, has had a huge result for Dubai financial market. In just one month, the relatively thinly traded stock has nonetheless doubled in value to $4.6 billion. The National Stock Exchange of India Could it be that finally their big-ticket IPO is set to get clearance from SEBI? That's at 2 lakh crore in Indian rupees, which in real money is $27 billion US. That would vault NSE towards the top of Tier 2 in Young's Pyramid of Exchanges, which is quite a bit ahead of our last valuation for the company. Nonetheless, institutional investors uncertain about the listing possibility actually taking place, as has indeed been the sad tale of the past decade, currently trimming their stakes in NSE in the private market. Getting the balance right on UK euro clearing may take years, a European official said this week. At least the not pulling up the drawbridge rapidly remark makes sense and shows an element of maturity often lacking in the EU's recently often churlish approach to Brexit. On a cheerier piece of news in the European Union, 
The European issuer's FESE SME Awards were a great success in Portoroz, Slovenia this week as a centerpiece of SME Week. Congratulations to all the exchanges and particularly the SMEs winning the coveted prizes. To it, the companies were Pexip, FOM Technologies, Nanoform, Aluflex Pack, and Enlight Research, listed respectively on Euronext, NASDAQ, NASDAQ again, the Swiss Exchange 6, and the Baltic Exchange. Finally this week in the top stories, the government of Indonesia has asked the Indonesian Stock Exchange to handle domestic carbon trading. Exchange Invest is the daily must-read by the most influential figures operating the world's best markets. We invite you to join the exclusive group of Boris Bosses and other C-suite executives who make Exchange Invest the exchange of information, their daily business intelligence guide to markets the world over. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. It was a big week for results in the parish. All the details were in Exchange Invest this week. For more subscription details, contact us by social media or indeed at exchangeinvest.com. The Bombay Stock Exchange, they had a great Q2. Overall, they saw consolidated net profit rising 36.8%, while operational revenue was up 50.4%. Similarly, net profit up 43.7% in Manila at the Philippine Stock Exchange. And the OTC Markets Group, they saw gross revenues for the third quarter of 2021 up 42% year on year, with operating income exploding up 77%. It was equally a busy week in new markets for the parish. All the information was once again in Exchange Invest Daily, the newsletter no person can afford to be without in capital markets and market structure. For the sake of this podcast, some edited highlights. NASDAQ have received a Nordic Power spot market license. No date set yet for the launch. And the big new market of the week was, of course, the Beijing Stock Exchange, the SME-focused platform, which was only announced a few months back by President Xi. It hit 1.5 billion US dollars in turnover on its first trading day. Deals, lots happening in the parish again. All the news in Exchange Invest Daily. As always, CMC, the mega broker, they're looking at splitting into two separate companies. Quite a vogue this week. People looking at stock splits. I wonder when it'll happen to government. It just seems to get ever bigger and ever less efficient. No news of splitting that. CMC, they're looking at splitting into possibly a leveraged and non-leveraged pair. The NZX has confirmed an agreement to acquire through its wholly owned subsidiary SmartShares the management right of the ASB superannuation master trust. Russia's St. Petersburg exchange, the IPO books are covered and we were hearing news by the end of the week that people needed to look at improving their bids if they were going to get a fill as the St. Petersburg bourse comes to market in an attempt to raise $150 million. S&P Global and IHS market, well, it's getting closer. Conditional clearance from the US Department of Justice, which is actually in line with the divestitures that are already going on, namely IHS Markets, Oil Price Information Service, Opus, Coal Metals and Mining, CMM, and Petrochemical Wire, PCW businesses. Those are all currently on the block to be sold to News Corp, subject to a final agreement. 
At the same time, the S&P Global Organization have announced commencement of exchange offers and consent solicitations for the IHS market notes as the deal steps closer. But the UK are still putting a slight spoke into the works, asking for a slight delay while certain things are clarified. And that leaves us with this week's deal of the week. SIBO Global Markets, they've agreed to acquire Equitas Neo, strengthening their global equities offering, doubling up the number of platforms they hold in Canada. It'll be interesting to see, will SIBO do their paperwork better than TMX, or can we expect Joss Schmidt, the serial entrepreneurial founder of Neo, to work on Alpha Mark III in about a fortnight? Presumably Alpha Mark III, by the way, will be Gamma. Seriously, SIBO have done another good deal, albeit I'm not 100% clear on what it adds to match now. Presumably its scale and slightly different market segmentation, along with Joss Schmidt-inspired technology. Then again, like all people with a life, the North American stock market political economy remains so pointlessly complex as to disincentivize endeavouring to comprehend it. In this respect, I remain a simple multidimensional derivatives kind of guy. Twisting the binary to the point of making it 50 shades of complexity has never exactly turned me on. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking to understand some of the backdrop to what's going on in the future, Victory or Death, Blockchain Cryptocurrency and the Fintech World, my latest tome, is still in bookshops. It's a binary world. Your career will sustain or collapse in the next stage of this digital revolution, hence the title Victory or Death. Lest you need reminding of the exciting times and the very, very binary possibilities for finance and your career in which we're living. Victory or Death is published by DV Books and distributed by Ingram Worldwide. While you're waiting for your copy of Victory or Death to arrive, check out our live stream Tuesdays, 6 p.m. London, 1300 New York time. It's the IPO video live show. Catch the back episodes on LinkedIn and YouTube via IPO-vid. Coming this week, we've got the view from the carbon markets and COP26. Steve Zwick, an accomplished former futures broker, futures trader with a lengthy career in Chicago, who turned echo journalist a number of years ago, will be discussing what's happening in these markets in the aftermath of COP26 in Glasgow last month. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome wherever you find this podcast. In crypto land, Coinbase have been hit with a class action suit over the number of accounts that were hacked. Up to 50 as yet unnamed executives are included in what amounts to a hashtag zero shock litigation as predicted in Exchange Invest the moment the hacks were discovered. Elsewhere, Coinbase are pushing for a single crypto regulator in the USA. We have to deal with 53 regulators in just the United States of America, states an exasperated CEO and co-founder Brian Armstrong. Binance, they've come out rather shamelessly and published a 10 Fundamental Rights for Crypto Users, a carefully worded balancing act pushing for innovation in the face of fast-arriving regulation. Or so at least goes the boilerplate of hype that was widespread amongst the media during the course of this week. The problem is, of course, that this is the company who absolutely refused to have anything to do with regulation until just a couple of months ago, and indeed haven't even yet managed, so far as we're aware, to publish a firm home address for the headquarters of their business. But nonetheless, CZ says regulation is required, and the media are doing a great deal of work to try and whitewash their past legacy of regulatory avoidance. 
We shall see how this plays out. I suspect it could still be orange jumpsuit time for some. Product news this week. In the wake of COP, we were still getting lots of ESG announcements. ICE, Intercontinental Exchange, they've expanded their ESG data offering to 2 million fixed income securities. Meanwhile, NASDAQ expanded their European ESG derivatives offering with options on a key ESG index. And SPACs, special purpose acquisition companies, can now be listed and traded in Switzerland. There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at US$200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. Technology news this week. It's difficult to know whether this lies on the laugh or cry binary scale, but Memex, the members' exchange, in other words, the members being the major league banks in the United States of America, have asked the SEC to reject the, what they call, deeply flawed proposed changes to US equities data fees. Certainly, it's a case of one or the other on the laugh-cry binary scale. While the banks pull the strings for Memex in every sense, Memex are shrieking conflict of interest, which some might argue are the very words banks have often lived by when they seek to manipulate the market structure to reflect what they want, as opposed to a broader market solution. In Pakistan, the aftermath rumbles on of the shambles surrounding the Pakistan Stock Exchange's implementation of the Shenzhen Stock Exchange's technology. The Pakistan Stockbrokers Association have asked the Pakistan Stock Exchange chairman, Dr. Shamshad Akhtar, to investigate the premature implementation of the new trading system by the management of PSX, which inflicted heavy losses on investors and a huge dent to the credibility of the Pakistan Stock Exchange. Meanwhile, it was all bad news last week. MSCI have confirmed that Pakistan has been downgraded to a frontier index. HCL, the Indian technology vendor, they've bagged a multi-year deal from EuropeClear Group, which was headlined in the Indian business standard HCL Technologies to embrace EuroClear's digital landscape. Now there's a phrase, ladies and gentlemen. Am I alone in seeing visions of the moon's less scenic fringes when I think of Euroclear's digital landscape with lots of Belgians running around trying to look busy in spacesuits borrowed from Tintin's historic lunar landing? Speaking of delayed stuff, Symphony, ASX's distributed ledger technology as a service program, is now production ready. Better late than never. In data news, great stuff from BMLL. They're delivering level three futures data from across three major global exchanges in one harmonized format. Another day, another few petabytes of data dropped into the BMLL lake, complete with an impeccable taxonomy. Quite a lot happening in crowdfunding as well. Crowdfunding is expanding across Europe after the EU gives the crowdfunding green light and indeed Crowdcube, one of the first companies to take advantage of that move, expanding across the EU27 from its Brexit Britain headquarters, having gained pan-European and UK regulatory approval. Elsewhere, the Cedars chief executive, Jeff Kaliski, 
has highlighted peer-to-peer lending as a key growth area and urged the government to do more to support fintech. One death in the exchange parish this week, the Delaware Board of Trade. It's finally gone under its new owner, Ideanomics, who took control of the flailing venture some months ago. It is being reborn as a crowdfunding platform entitled Justly. In regulation news, Britain is proposing global competitiveness as an objective for financial regulators. Certainly, smart regulation would be a lot better than just too much regulation. The US is looking at reform of bond trading. That one's going to run and run and run. And the Austrian court has supported the European Union's criticism of their takeover commission. Somewhat seismic view altogether. Slight kerfuffle in Hong Kong, the new Chinese cybersecurity review process will also apply to some Hong Kong IPOs. And that leaves us to consider big world, ladies and gentlemen. Singles Day took place this week, an Alibaba-inspired phenomenon that has been going on on the 11th of November in China for a series of years now at the same time. While the last 12 years have been marked by Singles Day in China, the rest of the world is, of course, marking Armistice Day after the First and Second World Wars. Nonetheless, the armistice this year in terms of spending was quite apparent. Alibaba reported that gross merchandise value for this year's single day grew to a record 540.3 billion yuan, which is 84.5 billion US dollars during the 11-day campaign. However, growth was only, and I say only markedly because this is, of course, China and Asia we're benchmarking against, only 8.45% year on year. The first single-digit GMV growth since Alibaba created Singles Day in 2009. Then again, the Chinese economy didn't even manage to grow 5% in the course of the last quarter, which is a pretty catastrophically low number if you're benchmarking Chinese growth. I suppose you could read that and weep if you're in Europe, and certainly when you look at Trafigura's comment this week, their warning of power outages in Europe this winter, because Europe is at risk of insufficient gas reserves, thanks to its reliance on some rather dubious pipeline assets. And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Patrick L. Young. Publisher of Exchange Invest, Executive Director at Valerium Blockchain, I wish you a great week in blockchain, life and markets. Stay tuned for episode 122 next week. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our program, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.